0: Hello and welcome to 7 Minute Opinions, your audio guide to thought-provoking arguments from a variety of writers and thinkers. I'm Lily Loofborough, the culture critic for the Week.com, and today I'd like to talk about the increasingly scripted state of politics. When it comes to electoral drama, we live in debased but discerning times. Look no further than the recent Democratic and Republican National Conventions. We don't just see our political theater in action anymore. These days we get to see backstage. What's interesting is that we don't want to admit that we've seen the man behind the curtain. If forced to choose, we still demand veneer over substance, whether it's Republicans pressuring Ted Cruz to endorse Donald Trump, or Democrats pressuring Bernie Sanders to smile as he endorses Hillary Clinton. After all, veneers work. The theory is that the appearance of unity has power in the same way that smiling can allegedly make you feel happier. In other words, political theater seems to be working on us, even though we know more about how it's made. If anything, greater transparency has made us more appreciative, Americans know so much about how these spectacles are produced now, or we think we do thanks to shows like HBO's Veep and Netflix's House of Cards, that we easily slip into a knowing complicity. Instead of viewing these spectacles as consumers, we start thinking of them from the production side. A major reason it feels like we have so much backstage access to the 2016 presidential race is the flood of ghostwriters and speechwriters peeking out from behind that curtain. These shadowy figures who actually write the things or politicians say are less discreet now than they've ever been. And what speechwriters and ghostwriters say matters because they have access. That's why Tony Schwartz's decision to talk about his real impressions of Donald Trump while ghostwriting the art of the deal for him was so damning. Here's Schwartz talking to NPR's Robert Siegel about how much access he had. Over about eight or nine months, I sat in his office virtually every morning from the time the office day started until late in the day, listening in on his phone calls because it turned out that was the best way to get the information I needed for the book. Or take Melania Trump's plagiarism scandal. You might recall that 6% of Melania's speech at the Republican National Convention was lifted from First Lady Michelle Obama's convention speech from 2008. And Barack and I were raised with so many of the same values. My parents impressed on me the values. You work hard for what you want in life. That you work hard for what you want in life. That your word is your bond, that you do what you say you're going to do. That your word is your bond, and you do what you say and keep your promise. Once the Trump campaign stopped insisting that what had clearly happened never did, it came out with a different story. Two experienced speechwriters, they said, wrote a speech for Melania, but she didn't like it. So she turned to longtime ghostwriter Meredith MacGyver for help. MacIver publicly assumed responsibility with a humility that reflects the odd temporary sacrifice of the self that haunts the ghostwriter and the subject or cause she serves. This is the compromise. You don't get the credit, but you will get the blame. Basically, the Melania affair led to a kind of nationwide crash course in speech speechwriting. What's right, what isn't, and how different public figures delegate authorship. Former speechwriters for George W. Bush, Barack and Michelle Obama, Hillary and Bill Clinton, and even Ronald Reagan's White House Office of Political Affairs stepped out from behind the curtain and into the limelight to offer their opinions and set the record straight. When Donald Trump says, I wrote the art of the deal, the only person who can really deny the truth of it is Tony Schwartz, his ghostwriter, who can say, no you didn't, I did. It's a betrayal of sorts and it isn't exactly new. Proxy writers have always been menaces. But there has been a difference in quantity and the number of people behind the scenes willing to come forward. One reason speechwriters might be coming out in record numbers this election season is because we need them. They yank us out of that eerie tolerance for fiction that reality television trains into its viewers. They force us to question our surrender to spectacle. Here is a woman. What does she dream of? When does she feel proud? That, if you're not familiar, is the Morgan Freeman-narrated, Shonda Rhimes-directed video introducing Hillary Clinton at the Democratic National Convention. It was very effective, and a lot of the responses I saw on Twitter recognized that. I saw a lot more praise for the decision to have, quote, God narrate Clinton's life than reactions to what God actually said. And that same reflexive celebration of stagecraft over substance takes place on the other side. When Trump is caught lying or distorting the truth, His supporters seem convinced that the lie itself is somehow trivial, a means of trolling Democrats, whereas they themselves are in on the joke. Here's what unites these tendencies. They aren't assessments of content, they're assessments of presentation. They're bad habits formed by the bizarre change in context Donald Trump, who's more a reality star than politician, has managed to bring about. If someone insists he's the author of everything, the ghostwriters have no choice but to come out of the woodwork. It's an intervention worth marking and appreciating. Maybe we're more savvy than we appear. Maybe when we praise something for quote his or her speech at the conventions, we're really saying we're impressed with its slot in the lineup, or the line readings, or the delivery, or whatever ideas the speaker articulates. Maybe we remember that we're assigning these attributes to the speaker only because it's more convenient to do. Easier to do that than to name not just the ghostwriter, but the vast apparatus that goes into engineering these enormous theatrical arguments. But authorship, thanks to the gigantic claims Donald Trump has made for it, has never been more dead than it is this year. Blame whatever you want, Veep, Reality TV, Twitter, but thank the ghostwriters and speechwriters who are reminding us of the author's constructedness and coming out en masse. that does it for this episode of seven minute opinions find new episodes every tuesday on itunes or check out the week's selection of podcasts including seven minute explainers and this week i learned go to theweek.com slash audio and if you like what you hear subscribe tell your friends or give us a rating or a review on itunes i'm lily loofborough and thanks so much for listening